The BT purpose is we connect for good. We see in our organization that we can really rally the troops behind that purpose. And what we mean by that is that we want to make technology helpful, not harmful. And we want to make sure that technology is responsible, is inclusive and is sustainable. We believe that companies should sort of look for purposeful CIOs that have the ambition to really contribute to the sustainability results of an organization and also educate and lead the organization in a way that the wider community sees that the use of technology can have a massive impact in redefining supply chains and making them more sustainable. I always say to my people, inspiration needs to come from leaders. I'm not going to motivate you to come to work. If you're not motivated to come to work, you need to find some, something else. Not for me, but for yourself. But inspiration needs to come from leaders. This is Siana TV. My name is Hendrik Dekkers. I'm here today with Joris van Oers, who is the Managing Director of the International Markets at BT. A very warm welcome, Joris. Thank you, Hendrik. Joris, you have a Bachelor in Applied uh, Science and Economics and a Master Degree in Telecommunications from the Delft University of Technology. Correct. Uh, you spent most of your career in Telco. Yep. And since 2019, you are here at uh, BT, responsible for uh, international markets. So Joris, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you really and how did you arrive in this position? Okay, now you said a lot already. Uh, so Joris van Oers, indeed based in, uh, in Amsterdam, um, 30 years now in the, in the telco oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and IT uh, uh, business. Uh, started as a graduate at, at KPN uh -huh. and developed my career, uh, various roles in, in sales, uh, but also running uh, P&L business units like corporate solutions. So more the, the, the high-end integration business for corporate customers. I run a, a international mobile division for KPN. Okay. Uh, I worked for private equity as the CEO of the Dutch Yellow Page company, which was, was super interesting because uh, if you talk about transformation of a, of a business now, that was, was a quite interesting period. And then moved to BT, mm -hmm. um, uh, the first actually as the, uh, the country manager for BT in the Benelux. Mm -hmm. I actually rejoined KPN as their executive vice president for the entire B2B division. Uh, which was an exciting journey. Uh, and then uh, a couple of years ago was, uh, was approached by BT again with a request to rejoin uh, to run international markets. Yep. And I now have a, a team across the entire world uh, where I have, uh, I'm really fortunate uh, to, uh, to run together with my team uh, all the, uh, the MNCs, the multinational customers of BT outside of the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a, a go-to-market model uh, where we actually address the, the top accounts in the, the various industries that we're yep. active in via a vertical model and the rest of the market we, uh, we do via regions. Uh, so I got three regional leaders for Europe, for the Americas and for Asia, Middle East and Africa. Okay. Now BT, it's a global brand, very yep. uh, household yep. name I would say, but still. For some. Yep. For some maybe. So let's position it a little bit. Give us some context. What is it that BT really does and what is yep. that it does really, really well? Yeah, so so the, the household brand I think is mostly in in in, in the UK where we, we where we cover both B two C and and B two B. B two Global is specifically uh, targeting uh, only the the B two B high end uh, corporate customers. Now I think in that segment particularly we are recognised as the the, the world market leader in uh, in in networking. Uh, I think our innovations around low latency, high reliability, global networking, combined with 
security and cloud solutions specifically focused on collaboration and, 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 and um, uh, customer contact, mm -hmm. I think is, is sort of the portfolio what we bring uh, uh, to the market. Yeah. Uh, the BT purpose is we connect for good. Connect for uh, good. And uh, that, that's really cool in my view. Uh, and and we, we see in our organization that we can really rally the troops behind that purpose. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by that is that we, we want to make technology helpful, not harmful. And we want to make sure that technology is, is responsible, is inclusive, and is sustainable. Okay, super. Now, give us a bit more numbers, maybe. How big is the international market's business of BT uh, in number of people and in, in, uh, in revenue, so that we have a bit of an idea? Of yeah, yeah. we have, we have a, a team of, uh, of I think, 20,000 plus people across the world. Uh, we serve customers in over 200 uh, countries in the world. Uh, we have our teams sort of located in uh, 80 plus countries in the world and we deliver, um, uh, and we're a listed company, so we always need to be careful, but uh, we, we deliver uh, 3.2, 3.3 billion pounds of, of revenue. As part of the, uh, the, the group, our group revenue is, uh, is uh, above and beyond 22. Uh, 24 billion, um, uh, so that, that's who we are in numbers. Okay. Well, that's quite a big business, right? That's, so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So we live in special times, right? I mean, there's you can say a so. lot yeah. is going on. There was this geopolitical instability. Uh, there's deglobalization going on. There's energy crisis, financial crisis maybe around the corner. So, so um, what would you say that in, in your business today, in your market today, are the main drivers for change? Uh, is what is it that really is on top of your agenda today? Yeah, now you, you called out uh, a lot of disruptive things that are happening in the yep. world, and I must honestly say that that with the global pandemic, with inflation, with the energy crisis, with the uncertainty, or the invasion of the Ukraine, I think these are uh, also contributing to. Uh, what I see is sort of uh, the, the accelerated need to digitize your business. Mm -hmm. and, and if I look sort of across our customer base and if I reflect on the, 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 the conversations that I have with the, with the boards of my customers, with, with CIOs or chief digital officers mainly, it, it is all about their customers and their people. Their customers expecting different ways to do business with them, yeah. right? Also digitizing the customer journey. Mm -hmm. And people are expecting more flexi flexibility in, in the way they can do their work. Yeah. And, and this is actually all driving a sort of accelerated cloudification of applications and of data. Yeah. Yeah? And so what we see is that per default, our customers are um, uh, 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 entering into what we call a multi-cloud environment, a blend of, of the, the various public, but also private clouds. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that is, for instance, uh, 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 creating challenges uh, with regard to security, mm -hmm. uh, uh, creating challenges with regard to availability and accessibility, yep. uh, creating challenges with regard to compliance and regulation and data sovereignty, mm -hmm. uh, but also sustainability. Uh, yep. So if you, if you look at priorities, it all starts with this, this change of customer and, and, and employee experience resulting in cloudification, addressing the need to do it in a reliable and available, secure and sustainable way. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about sustainability. I mean, that's a major, going to be a major topic of our conversation here yep. today. Yep. And so ESG in general, yep. uh, but, but certainly sustainability is really on top of corporate agendas. 
And, and so enterprises are aware that their appeal to customers, uh, to investors, to, uh, to employees is directly linked to their commitment uh, that they have to create an, an inclusive and uh, sustainable society. And most organizations have set the targets. Mm -hmm. They've set their policies to come to a net zero um, uh, target. So, and, but they still need to reach this target, right? So where would you say that your organization, BT, is today in the race to net zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's of, of course, always say it's... it's, it's and I, in, in essence, mm -hmm. I think for every organization, it, it will be a longer and tougher journey, yep. right? Now, I think the good news, and it goes back to our purpose, we connect for good, mm -hmm. is that, that, that creating a sustainable organization, a sustainable business, doing, doing business in a sustainable way is, is, has always been part of our DNA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if I, a number, right, in the last five to seven years, together with our customers, we already reduced 13 million ton carbon, right? Okay. Uh, so that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Now, we have raised the bar for ourselves. We have produced the, the BT Manifesto, where okay. we very explicitly communicated to the market our commitment, commitment in, in this area. What I said before, right, we want to use technology in a responsible, inclusive, and sustainable way. And with regard to sustainability specifically, mm -hmm. we have set ourselves a target to be uh, 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 net zero, uh, net zero uh, uh, in 2030. Um, uh, and, and 2031. I uh, yeah, to, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, uh, yeah, you're right, but it's a bit, it's a bit because we have a, a fiscal year that is different than a calendar year. So okay. you end up <laughs> in 2031. That's correct. You got me there. Now, so net zero no. then, right? We want to make sure that in 2040, 40, yeah, mm -hmm. we operate in a total net zero supply chain. So okay. we are only doing business with partners, suppliers, but also with customers that have the same ambition that we are. Mm -hmm. And, and I think some, some, some evidence, some, some, some uh, uh, successes is that we are already operating with 100% renewable energy. Mm -hmm. Now, the, 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 the way forward is, uh, is that, we, that we have said for, for us, sustainability is around five things, mm -hmm. right? It's first what I said, to make sure that we as an organization become net zero. Yep. It's then to help our customers to do the same. And we have set ourselves a target. So we have 30 million already, but before the end of 2031, fiscal year 2031 <laughs> to be precise, we want to add another 60 million to that number. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the third thing is embracing uh, the uh, circular economy. Mm -hmm. Fourth is, is really uh, lead the public debate and inspire uh, larger communities of, mm -hmm. of, of people and organizations to follow the same example. And the fifth priority for us is to make it measurable. Yep. We truly believe that, that you can talk about it. Uh, and we are a listed company. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you report it to the outside world, you need to do it in a way yep. that you can check it, you can measure it, you can, can take accountability on it. Yep. And, uh, and so that's what we do. Okay. Because, I mean, as a huge organization, you play an important role mm -hmm. and you have, you have really the power to have an impact, both, I would say, downstream and upstream uh, to your suppliers and, and, and your clients, helping your clients, demanding from your suppliers to be, to be net zero and to, yeah. to put sustainability uh, on their agenda. So what would you say are, are really the, the business advantages for BT on focusing so much on sustainability? Now, I think in, in essence, if I if I look across our our customer base, mm -hmm. right, we are 
there are many of our customers that are sort of doing the same. And, and that, is, that is actually promising news because yeah. if we do it all together, the impact will be bigger and the end result will be better. Yeah. Um, so for customers, I hope and I expect it is a reason to continue to do business with us. Mm -hmm. It's also, and it goes back to our purpose, right? We see that in retaining talent, eh? we talked about many of the, the disruptions that are happening. We yeah. didn't call out war for talent and the talent shortage as, as one. Yeah. It is there, right? So we also believe that, that our purpose connecting for good and making sure that we are the front runner in, in, in sustainable technology. Uh, is, is a way to attract and retain talent. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, uh, uh, it is also about our shareholders. Yeah. Uh, so we believe that at the end of the day, BT is the better investment if we create a more sustainable business. Yeah. I understand, Theo, is that you have um, uh, what you call a customer advisory board. Yeah. Top companies, yeah. CIOs, and, and other digital leaders that advise you. Yeah. I, and I understand that sustainability is there on the agenda yeah. as well. Can you yeah. talk a bit about that? Yeah, so, so we have the Global Advisory Board. Mm -hmm. uh, it are sort of a, a, a top 20 of our, 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 our no, a selection of 20 of our top accounts. Yeah. And they, they come together twice a year mm -hmm. and they sort of step into the role of our advisor. And yeah. we are 100% transparent. Uh, it's, it's a bit the nature of a business, right? We only serve internationally, we only serve multinational yep. corporations. We don't want to have thousands and thousands of customers. We, mm -hmm. we want to engage with the, the top accounts, the leading accounts in the respective industries. And, and so the Global Advisory Board for us is a way to, to check whether we are on the right track strategically, okay. uh, but also to discuss whether the investments we're doing are the right investments for them to do. Yep. And in this context, we discuss sustainability. Uh, for instance, uh, in, uh, we are investing heavily in a, 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 a full new global infrastructure. And one of the aims we have is to make that uh, uh, global infrastructure more sustainable, reduce yeah. uh, uh, the carbon footprint with 80%. Mm -hmm. For us, it is then important to check whether that's also a priority for our customers. Yeah. But also, in all fairness, to ask them, how are you going to make sure that at the end of the day, in decisions you have to make between sustainable solutions and non-sustainable solutions, yeah. Yeah, where there's also, in all fairness, right, a trade-off between price and yeah. sustainability. There's a premium to be paid. There's a premium to be paid. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is still something they think it is important. Mm -hmm. and, and those type of conversations we have, and, yeah. uh, and I think it's, it's, it's really, you talk about the largest resourcing companies in the world, the, the largest logistics providers, mining companies, banks, insurance companies, those are all yeah. represented in our global advisory board and across that board, but actually what I recognize across our customer base, this is a priority and everybody takes it very serious. So your top clients, so some of them are advising you on how to, yeah. where to do your investments yeah. and to see that you're well aligned with them. Correct. Now you talk to a lot of CIOs, digital leaders around the globe, uh, I, I can imagine. So where do you see most of your clients in their own uh, journey to uh, sustainability? And, and, and where are they and what do you see next on their agendas? Now, I think in all fairness, uh, uh, in general, I think organizations, enterprises, they are moving from nice to have to making sustainability a strategic priority, yeah. similar to us, yeah. right? And I think in, uh, in, in that sense, that's, that's, that, that's also changing the entire conversation about how to address the topic. Mm -hmm. If you then look at where we are in terms of results, yeah. I think in all fairness, we have addressed the low-hanging fruit. Uh, so it, it is about 
renewable energy, you talk about solar, wind, hydro, mm -hmm. it is about buying different equipment, buying different technology that is more sustainable, it is about electrifying fleets, all that type of things, yep. right? I think in all fairness, uh, the, 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 the challenge going forward is, is that the changes we have to do now or going forward are more foundational, right? You need to really fundamentally look at your entire technology landscape into your entire technology strategy mm -hmm. uh, and, and you need to address the entire supply chain. Yep. And, and I think that is, that is resulting in two things. That is resulting in, in nah, challenging debates and challenging sort of risk-reward type of conversations mm -hmm. uh, uh, around technology choices, solutions that you need to implement in your organization to make your organization sustainable. But it's also something you cannot do on your own. Yeah, so it is internal, your organization. It needs cross-functional collaboration to make it happen. Yep. But it is, it is bigger than that, right? You need to invite and involve your entire supplier and partner ecosystem. You need to invite and involve your customers. And that, of course, makes it uh, 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 complex, yep. right? It makes it, it makes it a bit more complex. I think there's also uh, uh, take, take, take people. Eh? So what you do as an organization, in essence, you do for your customers and for your own employees. Yep. Uh, and I think uh, take the, the global pandemic mm -hmm. and the result it has had on how we, how we work um, and the impact that, that has had right, mm -hmm. on, on sustainability is a, is a great example where sometimes we as organizations are helped a little bit yep by those, those type of, of developments. And if you, if you see how the global pandemic has accelerated remote and hybrid working mm -hmm. and how different ways of working have resulted in a lower carbon footprint mm -hmm. because we travel less, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That is, of course, something also to reflect on and to learn from. And I was, was visiting Gardner uh, last mm -hmm. week, the IT Expo of Gardner in, uh, in Barcelona. And it was, was pretty fascinating that when... Gartner talked about the top 10 trends for the next couple of years, 10, 10, 10 trends they yep. addressed, right? Four of them were people related. And one of them was around metaverse. Mm -hmm. and, and in all fairness, right, when I, when I thought about metaverse a couple of weeks ago, I thought mm, this is maybe TikTok uh, next gen, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe my kids are, are already too old for the metaverse. Yep. But actually, uh, uh, Gartner shared with us that 30% plus of the investments in metaverse are workplace related. Okay. And, and for me, in, in all fairness, it was again something to reflect on too. How do you think about the way your people collaborate? Yeah. Uh, and, and how can you do that with the use of, of, of the latest and, 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 and greatest technology mm -hmm. to drive closer collaboration, higher productivity in a more sustainable way? Yeah. So I think those type of developments will help us to to address, uh, so from the low-hanging fruit to the more uh, fundamental changes we need to implement across yeah. the, the supply chain. Now, the pandemic has accelerated really a couple of major yeah. trends, eh, like working from home and e-commerce and, and so on and so on. Do you think that the, the current energy crisis is also an accelerator yeah. in, in, in this area? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and if you look at our business, and, 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 and many of our customers have sort of similar patterns, right? The, um, the costs associated to labor, people, mm -hmm. uh, technology, and energy are the, are the are are big things for us. Yeah. So if that all is going up, right? You need to 
reflect on how you reduce the demand, how you reduce the use of, of energy, for instance. And I think, in all fairness, you see Bills at home, right? If I look uh, in my, my private life with my friends and family, uh, and certainly in the Netherlands, we are, we are facing significant, like many other European countries, significant increases on what you pay on a monthly basis on your, your, your energy bill. Uh, people are obsessed with the energy apps, right? And so that's good, because in all fairness, I think that we were a bit lazy, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that we took a lot for granted to say, yeah, we need to become sustainable, but it's not per se me. But not me. And it's, it's now really looking at, hey, can we, can we put the heating a little bit lower? Can we take the shower a little bit, bit shorter? And all that, and also my, the conversation with my kids, right, are around those topics. So I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things, uh, uh, governments, and, and, and we need to address holistically, but there's also a lot of stuff you can do as an individual, as a household, and hence also yep. as an organization. And face it, right, the, the telco business in general is a significant consumer of energy. So we have, again, a role to play. We connect for good and we take that very seriously. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about CIOs, digital leadership yep. in general. There's a, a study from Accenture that said that only 49% of, of CIOs are really involved in, in setting uh, sustainability goals or in working on sustainability goals. What is your assessment of this? Do you see CIOs and digital leaders being involved in, in the sustainability agenda? And, and should they really be? Yeah, the, the answer is, that if, if Accenture has, has, has done research, let's, then, then that, that's the number, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is ah, shocking, uh, concerning, yeah. um, in, in all fairness. And yeah. I recognize it, mm -hmm. uh, because there's not per se alignment between the sustainability ambitions and the sustainability goals that are set at board level yep. and how that is translated into a conversation with the CAO and their teams yep. yeah, to use technology as an enabler. And um, yeah, in our view, uh, now yeah, the, 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 the Gartner Symposium where I referred to was all about IT for sustainable growth. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it was really also addressing the leadership role and the leading role that the CIO needs to play. We believe that SBT, that, that, that companies should, should sort of look for, for purposeful CIOs, right? That, yep. that, that have the ambition to really contribute to the sustainability results of an organization and also educate and lead the organization in a way that the wider community sees that the use of technology can have a massive impact yep. right, in redefining supply chains and making them more sustainable. And in that sense, uh, if only half of the CIOs are involved in that way, there's, there's work to do. Yep. Uh, and, and so, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool task ahead for, for CIOs in general, if, if that's still not the case in their organization. Okay, super. So, Joris, let's talk about technology mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, how different technologies can really help companies to uh, reach their sustainability objectives and plan. And, and we know that enterprise technology in general accounts for globally 1% of the uh, total greenhouse gas emissions. Um, so how can, for instance, the optimizing the network infrastructure yeah. uh, lower the carbon footprint of a company? Now, um, what we said, right, first and foremost, uh, 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 this sits in the domain of the CIO. Mm -hmm. And, and in that sense, right, it's, it's sort of a, a gift in his hand to, uh, or her hand, right, to make, to make a difference. And how? I think what I, what I said before, given the cloudification of applications and data, mm -hmm. 
uh, and, uh, and the, the changing landscape from that perspective. Uh, organizations are, are fundamentally uh, 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 redesigning uh, their global infrastructures. And, and in that process, uh, I think you have a great opportunity uh, uh, to look at technology uh, and make technology and, and architectural uh, decisions mm -hmm. that are helping you to realize your sustainability goals. Yep. We ourselves, uh, so for instance, our designer uh, community uh, has the task to embed sustainability in every design that we make. Mm -hmm. um, and I already said it, right? We are going to invest in a full global uh, 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 new infrastructure where we, where we want to actually connect the multi-cloud environments of our customers, right? We, we have set ourselves the ambition to become the market leader in what we call secure multi-cloud connectivity. Yep. And as a result, we're working hand in hand with our customers to transform those infrastructures for them. Mm -hmm. yeah? uh, and, and by doing so, reducing carbon footprint. The second thing is if you, if you look at, at technology, uh, we have partnerships with technology providers that give us the opportunity uh, to, to sort of, uh, how do you call it, recycle, yep. uh, take back all the legacy technology yep. and making sure uh, that we recycle. Mm -hmm. So some of these partnerships result in 99.9% uh, 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 recycling and, reuse, yeah. and, and, and reusing uh, legacy technology. Yep. And at the same time, uh, we're using in our partner landscape, uh, for instance, data center providers like Equinix, yep. yeah, uh, that, that have the same sustainability ambitions and priorities that we have mm -hmm. uh, to, for instance, make sure that we, that we uh, make use of 100% uh, renewable energy. So, so the CIO, uh, back to the conversation we had before, can lead this conversation, but can also role model by selecting the right technology, oh. uh, selecting the right architectures and design, mm -hmm. and working together with a partner landscape where you share uh, the same ambition in this yeah. area. Because BT, you're a very asset-heavy organization, right? Yeah, yes and no. I think we, we are, like, like many other organizations, be becoming sort of asset-lightish. Yeah? <laughs> uh, uh, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, that's also a result of our own cloudification. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a fact that we, we always, and we're proud of it, right? It's our DNA. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in that sense, our ambition to, to become the, the market leader in the secure multi-cloud connectivity space and the, the significant amount of money that we invest in, in a full redesign uh, of, of our, our global infrastructure yeah, oh. is, is for our team uh, a really exciting journey. And, and we feel fortunate as a business that under the geopolitical and economic headwinds, we, we have the opportunity uh, as BT to invest yep. uh, uh, because we believe that if we do now, right, we will, will absolutely get the better returns yep. and, and we can show the benefits to our customers. Now, optimizing network infrastructure and so on is a very important thing. And, and I think also an important topic is artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and how we can use that mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to increase sustainability in, in, in our own organizations and, yep. and that of your, your clients. Can you talk a little bit about, about yep. that topic? Yeah, it's a very valid point. Eh? So, uh, what we what we realize is that, um, and I talked about measurability, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 all nice and fine to to have an ambition, but where to start and what to deliver. Yeah. Uh, so what we see more and more and more is that companies actually struggle to understand what is then the carbon footprint of my IT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have the same struggle. 
So we, we went out in the market and we have now partnerships with, with Intel and QIO. Mm -hmm. And that is actually creating a, a data analytics and AI layer okay. yeah, to assess what the carbon footprint of your, uh, your IT is mm -hmm. yeah, and, and to see uh, where you can optimize. And, yep. uh, and for instance, we, we applied uh, uh, the QIO uh, uh, technology in our data centers in Italy mm -hmm. yeah, and we came to the conclusion by identifying parts of technology we use and by identifying inefficiencies in the end-to-end the -end, uh, supply chain that we, that we could create 15% of energy reduction in, the, in that specific area. Yep. Now the good news is that uh, we're learning by doing but we also include and involve our customers. Yeah? So, with one of our larger customers, a, a, a global provider of logistics services, mm -hmm. uh, we actually shared the showcase and we are now in a process with them to apply uh, sort of the, the sustainability uh, proposition of BT based on Intel and QIO technology yep. uh, to do a similar assessment and exercise with, uh, with, with, with them and to, to see if we can generate the uh, no, same level of energy savings and hence a positive impact yeah. on sustainability. But most in, and first and foremost, to make it also measurable. Yeah. Well, you said uh, reporting and transparency is yeah. very, very important. Uh, sustainability needs to become auditable yeah. uh, so that you can track the progress against the net zero goals and, and, and the targets. So you have to do a kind of a, a carbon emission accounting if, uh, if you want. So how do your customers know what the carbon footprint is of your services? Yeah, now, good question. So, so what we're doing uh, is actually building a, a carbon and energy dashboard mm -hmm. for our customers. Okay. And, and in essence, right, it is, it is sort of scanning uh, the, the inventory of our customers and, mm -hmm. and, and, and measuring uh, the carbon impact on the various elements of the end-to-end the -end IT stack. Yeah. Uh, and, and giving CIOs and their teams uh, the opportunity uh, based on these business insights to take the right decisions. Yep. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool example, actually, with one of our larger uh, global customers in the, uh, a large uh, uh, leading energy company, mm -hmm. uh, that we have worked uh, uh, together with them to, uh, to analyze over 15,000 devices uh, and to, to make assessments on, on, uh, on, the, on the carbon impact on yep. all those devices. And, and what you saw is that these insights uh, were from a technology perspective, but also was, it was related to their own products. It was related to regions, et cetera, et cetera. So they had a, a lot of data, a lot of insights to work with. And it also helps them to sort of prioritize their refreshment cycles, yeah. right? And to link it actually to their business outcome. Because their business is, of course, also claiming and, and having the ambition to be, to be more and more and more sustainable. Yeah. If you can link those type of business ambitions to, uh, uh, to the underlying uh, uh, technology that is, that is really great and was well perceived. Yeah. And, and back to your point, right, if you then communicate and share that with the outside world, it, it needs to be auditable. Yeah. And in that sense, we see also specifically with this customer that our carbon and energy dashboard uh, results in actually auditable uh, 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 numbers that we that they can share with the outside world. Okay. So Joris, in one of your latest BT research report, it was mentioned that sustainability uh, is can also be a large security challenge. Uh, can you explain that to me? Yeah. Now, in, in all fairness, we, we did that research mm -hmm. and we, we we actually looked at 
uh, or ask the questions to, to our customers, uh, uh, priorities and concerns around realizing their sustainability ambitions and targets. Yep. Security, also a bit to our surprise, was, was called out explicitly, right? It's not the only thing, but yep. it was called out explicitly. And, and uh, the reason is that if you, if you want to uh, uh, assess uh, uh, sort of of your en entire IT landscape, the, uh, the, 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 the carbon and, and sustainability impact, yep. right? It is asking for an even deeper understanding of data and mm -hmm. an even deeper understanding uh, of the underlying dynamics of the data. Yep. And, uh, and so what, what came out of that research is that by collecting and, and distributing and sharing the data, customers feel that that adds another layer of, of, of security challenges, vulnerability, because yep. in their data, a lot of value, a lot of information mm -hmm. around your organization sits, right? So for us, it was not the only thing, but it's important to address it yep. and to make sure that, again, back in what I said, we, we, we are creating sustainable designs, uh, sustainable architectures by design, mm -hmm. yeah? And to come to that point, we need to work together with companies, with partners yep. uh, that have uh, uh, that, that contribute to that sustainability. And in this context, for instance, we closely work together with Palo Alto mm -hmm. uh, uh, to make sure that that what we deliver to our customers is is end to end secure, and customers' hands feel comfortable enough, right, to add this this other layer of data analytics and AI to assess carbon impact of IT, yep. uh, but do it in a, a connected but secure way. So Joris, you mentioned the uh, purpose-driven CIO as a, yeah. as, as a concept. Um, explain me that a little bit more in, in, in detail. What do you really mean with that? Yeah, now, what we discussed, right? Technology is of the utmost importance mm -hmm. to deliver your sustainability ambitions and goals. Mm -hmm. And I think CIOs are the ones that can lead this cross-functional collaboration in organizations, yep. yeah? um, educating uh, uh, the organization that with the use of technology, mm -hmm. they, they can deliver better outcomes, yep. educating and informing their boards that they can do it in an auditable way mm -hmm. so that if you report your, your, your goals and your, your, your results to the outside world, it has a meaning. Yep. Um, and it, it has an impact uh, uh, across many functions in organizations, right? Whether it's procurement that, that need to buy mm -hmm. technology or work with suppliers that add to your sustainability ambitions. Yep. Uh, whether it's finance that, that, that at the end of the day needs to report to the outside world mm -hmm. the results of all those efforts, et cetera, et cetera. So I think really that sort of the purpose-driven CIO uh, can can lead in this and can 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 take the the, the organization to the next level. Okay, Joris, let's talk a little bit more about BT itself, the yep. in, the internal kitchen of, yeah. of, of your company. So, can you tell me um, maybe how IT and R and D how are they organized in this organization? Yeah, I think if if you look at BT, uh, uh, we have uh, sort of four. Uh, what we call customer-facing units from consumer, uh -huh. enterprise, UK, uh, wholesale. This is all UK, and then we have global. That's global, right? And we are supported by uh, by two sort of technology units. One is is our security and and, and networking uh, unit, which is responsible actually for the entire uh, uh, global infrastructure and yep. UK infrastructure of BT, mm -hmm. uh, together with with our entire security organization. Yep. And and part of that organization 
is also a decimal park. That's our R&D site. Uh, I think we are uh, the number three with two and a half billion spent pounds spent in R&D over the last five years. So roughly 500 million pounds spent. I think this is this is a really serious effort mm -hmm. for us to, to be ahead of innovation. Uh, we have created uh, an ecosystem of, uh, of 100 uh, partners, technology companies that work together with us mm -hmm. and, and drive to innovation around our products or services, um, um, uh, but also specifically certain, certain industries like, yeah. like retail and uh, the energy market and, and digital industries, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. And on the other hand, we have um, uh, our, our digital unit uh, led by, uh, I think, one of the uh, really leading female uh, technology leaders in the world, Harmi Minta. I should interview her in the future somewhere. Actually, she's better than I am. She's <laughs> far better than I am. So, uh, no, but, but she is, she's actually driving all digital innovation uh, uh, for BT, yep. uh, fundamentally changing the customer and, 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 and people uh, experience, uh, creating ecosystems. I think one of the great things she's doing is not only building up a, a, a really top-notch digital team ourselves, but also creating an ecosystem of partners yep. uh, that we were close with. The big ones, uh, we have partnerships with Microsoft and Google, uh, but there's also a wide variety of startups and scale-ups uh, with all new technologies that are, uh, that are uh, uh, interesting for, for us, right? Yep. One, one, one example to mention is a company I, 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 I've met last week it's distributed, uh, and and if you if you if you look at what they do, they have a private talent cloud for software developers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so every organization, apart from security and sustainability, another key issue for CIOs and and, and organization in general is people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Armin and the team uh, decided to work with this company to to do a totally different approach on how to recruit and onboard software developers yep. and if you see the results and how we are able as BT to find the right talent and with that to accelerate mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, the development of innovative solutions to change our customer and colleague experience is really amazing. Okay now out of personal interest I mean you uh, spend 500 million a year on research and development on innovation for your business I mean which is the international business servicing large uh, global companies and their uh, connectivity and their security. What, is, what are the latest new things that are coming out that really excite you? No, I think it's, it's a mix of, of what I said, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the complete rebuild of our global infrastructure, mm -hmm. where, we, uh, uh, where we're going to make sure that we become meaningful in, in connecting the multi-cloud environments of our customers. That's mm -hmm. one thing. The second thing is all around security, right? And, and that, is, that is becoming more and more advanced yep. with, with data analytics and AI capabilities on top of it to make sure we secure our customers better. And, and last but not least, it's, it's all the, the work we do um, in, in, in the collaboration space and in what we call the customer context space. Mm -hmm. and, and why is that? Why is that cool? Because it is, in my view, addressing really uh, the, the areas where our customers are working on or struggle with sometimes yeah. in enhancing sort of the digital experiences. And I think we do a lot of investments and a lot of research in this space to make sure 
uh, that 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 our propositions are 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 better, of course, than anybody else, uh, but are really meaningful. Yep. Right? We, and we we also by doing this, right? Innovation is not only around the end outcome; mm -hmm. it's also about the journey mm -hmm. and the insights you collect, right? And it's also fair to say that we feel always privileged yep. to work with landmark leading organizations across the world. And I think that ecosystem, mm -hmm. where we I think have some really cool capabilities, we have brilliant talent, but we also have uh, uh, really impressive customers. Bringing that all together is, uh, is, uh, yeah, is, is really cool. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about, about you, uh, Joris. And, yeah. and so let's, talk, let's start with talking about your role. So what is it fundamentally that you do in this organization? If I would look at your calendar, where do you spend most of your time? Yeah, my kids would say boring, right? You know, <laughs> so so in essence, right? You run a P and L, uh -huh. so and that that for me starts all with customers and people. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that's an important part, uh, and everything associated to that. Yeah. Um, it's about strategy and execution. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's 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 making the plan, the long term plan, and then translate it into something you can execute on a on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly yeah. basis. And, and last but not least, it's about the end result, right? It's about driving sustainable growth. Mm -hmm. And sustainable growth is, 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 of course, about sustainability. But yeah. sustainable growth, for me, is also about profitability. Yeah. And, and so the, the balancing act between, we're a listed company, yeah. uh, the balancing act between what do you need to live, deliver on the short term and what are the right things to do mm -hmm. uh, in the long term. So these are sort of the three areas where I sort of spend my time on. Okay, so you're managing... This, this, this global business here, uh, making sure that the people and the resources are all in the right place. But management is one uh, aspect. Let's talk a little bit about your leadership. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your personal leadership style and what is the leadership style that you would also like to see in your teams? Yeah, for me, it, it, it always starts with, with inspiration, with vision, right? Mm -hmm. I think that you, that you need to clearly be able to articulate where you're going to. Mm -hmm. And um, and I always say to my people, inspiration needs to come from leaders. Motivation needs is part of your paycheck, right? I'm not going to motivate you to come to work yeah. if you're not motivated to come to work. You need to find some something else, yeah. right? Not for me, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. But inspiration needs to come from leaders, yeah. uh, and that is about vision. That's about future. Yeah. Are you making the right bets, right? Are you are you focusing on the right markets? Mm -hmm. Are you focusing on the right opportunities? Are you yeah. addressing the right uh, uh, customer requirements and expectations and are you doing that in a sustainable way yeah. uh, do you have this longer term perspective on your business then for me the second thing is about execution um, are you be able to translate that mm -hmm. yeah, into something people can execute on yeah. if it is it, if it is just a, a high level uh, whatever it is people are sometimes getting more confused so it's super important to find the right balance between long term Mm -hmm. uh, a strategy, inspiration, and, and execution yep. here now. Uh, third thing is all about bringing together diverse people and diverse teams. Mm -hmm. and, and again, running a global organization, leading a global team, I got people across Europe, I got people in Dubai, Singapore, Dallas, everywhere, yeah, is super cool. Yep. And, and how you use that diversity to mm -hmm. get a better result. And, and, and last thing, is, is all about deliver results, have a lot of fun, and fail fast. Uh, so it's, 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 it's sort of the, the fun element in yeah. the job, right? Uh, uh, we need to sometimes reflect a little bit on our own importance, yeah. if you understand what I mean. 
Uh, and I, li I like, at the end of the day, we're doing important stuff for our customers. We are, we are creating an environment which is important for our people, mm -hmm. uh, but we need to have a lot of fun while doing so. Okay. How do you think your teams look at you? I mean, this is my, one of my favorite questions in, the, in these interviews. So when you're not around, yeah. when your people meet, what do you think they will say about your leadership style? No, I think it's 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 sort of the the, the plus uh, the, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Yes, of course. Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. I think the good is 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 sort of in in energy, in inspiration, in passion. Yeah. Uh, I'm super passionate about what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a hundred percent believer. If I don't if I don't believe in what I do, I'm not going to do it. Yep. Right. So I think that's the that's the that's the positive. Slightly less positive is about impatience. Mm -hmm. Is about execution is about can we deliver yep. results faster can we deliver better results faster and the the, the the ugly part is around control right if i'm if i'm getting too impatient uh, i'm i'm have the, ten the tendency to 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 be a bit of a control freak okay and that's what people it, certainly in our business right we run this business with highly qualified highly professional people mm -hmm. uh, and so you you need to find the right balance in steering them into a certain direction yep. but also giving them a lot of freedom to do their work oh. as, as they think they can do best. Very clear. Now, Joris, you shared with us your MBTI profile yeah. uh, that we use as a common thread in all our leadership deep dive uh, interviews. And uh, you shared with us that you are an ESTJ, ESTJ, also known as an executive. And executives are people that are have extroverted, observant thinking and judging personality traits. And these are typically people that possess great fortitude. They empathically follow their own sensible judgment. Mm -hmm. And they often serve as a stabilizing force among others, able to offer solid direction amid adversity. Now, I'm going to mention five strengths okay. and five weaknesses yeah, yeah. of the executives, of the ESTJs. And you tell me where you recognize yourself. So. Typical strengths of people with your personality profile is that they are dedicated, mm -hmm. they're strong-willed, direct and honest, loyal, patient and reliable. Uh, they cr uh, like to create order mm -hmm. and they are excellent organizers. Mm -hmm. Does that fit the bill where do you recognize yourself more or less? Yeah, 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 but, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, and certainly with regard to, to structure, I like, so I, I think vision and inspiration is cool, mm -hmm. uh, but I also am pretty passionate, if, I, <laughs> if you understand what I mean, uh, by translating that into action mm -hmm. and, and putting some structure around it. Yep. And, and in all fairness, right, I'm sometimes a bit overstructured. Mm -hmm. yeah? so, so people say, yeah, yours, you, you, you need to let go at a certain point in time. Yep. And I think at the end of the, it's not about me. Right, uh, uh, it's it's about the team, and it's about finding the the multiplier yep. effect in your organization. Then you have a better impact okay. and, a, and a bigger impact. Uh, uh, so you're going to now talk about weaknesses, Let's and you will recognize the weakness immediately, right? So that's also me. <laughs> Let's talk about the flip side, the yeah. other side of the coin. People with your personality profile, there. Let's call it the development areas. Could be that they can be sometimes inflexible and stubborn. Mm -hmm. They can be uh, uncomfortable with unconventional situations. Mm -hmm. They can be judgmental, sometimes too focused on social status, difficult to relax, and sometimes difficult to express emotions. So where is your most important development area where you have 
If you look back at yourself 20 years ago and now, where have you developed yourself most and, and how did you do that? Can you talk a bit about your professional, your personal development? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much in, I'm a, I'm a data-obsessed guy. Mm -hmm. and, and in that sense, uh, it's not good for me that we're now all talk about data analytics and AI, and it's, it's becoming more advanced by the hour. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I learned is, is sort of finding the right balance between collecting data and, and have a take well-informed decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all nice and fine, but, but the mo an important element in that process is to create uh, sort of uh, a level playing field across your, your team that you're all sharing the same insights yep. and come to the same conclusion. Um, second thing I learned is if, if data tells you this outcome, but actually the team thinks something slightly different is better, yep. yeah, that you better follow your team. So a bit more flexibility. Oh, okay. um, and, and so in that sense, I, for, I force myself, sounds a bit, bit but I, I'm pretty disciplined mm -hmm. in, in getting multiple perspectives on a, on a, on a, on a, on a certain topic. Yep. Right? I like to, to discuss and check with people before we uh, take a decision mm -hmm. without taking, take, taking a lot of time, right? Because yep. it, it, we're not a debating club. Um, uh, then, then the, the difficulty to relax. Uh, Tell me about that. Call my wife. Um, no, so so I'm 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 passionate. Yeah. Uh, but you need to sometimes also give people uh, an opportunity to relax. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the pressure cannot always be on, and I think we learned a lot during COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, that on the one hand, our teams. I'm, now again, I'm, I was super 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 impressed by the resiliency of our global team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I must honestly say that that having a sort of common enemy, right, and a common challenge, yep. um, was helping a lot to create the level of energy that that we needed to help our customers. Uh, yep. if, if I if I look at projects that we did in a couple of days, moving sixty thousand people for one organization from the office to remote working in the banking industry, uh, we moved bankers that never ever worked from home. Uh, 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 to, to, to remote working situations. And we did it at pace. And, and I think we were, we experienced, and at the same time, we did it for ourselves, right? So you can run a, a global organization like ours working from home, yeah. a lot of energy. But it's also fair to say that this global pandemic, right? It was followed by hyperinflation, mm -hmm. energy crisis, invasion of the Ukraine, war after. So our people, my management team, my leadership team, they need to cope with a lot at the same time. And it's, it's sort of the balancing act. Yep. Uh, where can you put a bit more pressure on the team to just do better? And mm -hmm. where do you sometimes just stop and give them the opportunity to relax? And by the way, relax a bit yourself. So how do you relax, uh, yours? No, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a cyclist since one and a half, two years. So okay. uh, actually, uh, uh, when pre-COVID, I was traveling a lot. Uh -huh. uh, and that was, of course, the excuse to have no time for anything else than, than work. And whining and dining. And whining and dining. <laughs> uh, so that, that's not good for your health at all. Yeah. And so really, uh, due to COVID, working from home from one day to another, uh, friends of mine said, yours, you, you need to do, you need to be more explicit in, 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 uh, in managing your own physical health, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I start to cycle and I love it, right? I, um, I did the Mont Ventoux in, uh, in year one. Is cycling also something that you use to work with your team? 
Nou ja, what, what happened actually is that um, when I when I done the uh, the move on two, I of course was super proud on that result, and um, and I shared that with a couple of colleagues. And what I really now what, what what gave me a lot of energy is that a couple of them just picked it up and say, you know what, we're going to organize uh, what we call the Alpe d'Huez challenge. Okay. Yeah. And um, and and uh, by people for people, no sort of corporate involvement, no budget. But they brought together over 85 uh, of our colleagues. Uh, and that was sort of post-COVID, right? So it was not that obvious. Uh, we as an organization were not yet organizing bigger face-to-face -face events. So there were a lot of limitations. But the team was so passionate. They organized this in a way that it was super inclusive. So whether you were super or not, right? It was about uh, 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 hiking, cycling, and helping. Yep. Yeah. And the purpose was to climb the Alpe d'Huez, and, uh, and 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 how success looked like is is not we we did not go for one winner. The the outcome was we needed to be all on the top of the Alpe d'Huez, and in that that journey to 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 the 15th of June this year, we we uh, did a lot of fundraising for UNICEF. Okay. So it was supporting one of the organizations that is close to the heart of BT. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we raised money for a good cause for an important project of UNICEF. At the same time, we brought together 85 of our colleagues with a couple of our technology partners. And, and we did a challenge climbing and uh, uh, cycling and hiking the Alpe d'Huez. And it really, uh, it was super. And I was, uh, it was a, a, a great event and not so much an event event, but, but the, the whole circumstance was, was really fantastic. And it was also pushing people out of their comfort zone and creating a true sort of memorable event for themselves. Yep. Uh, so servicing multiple purposes by people for people without any corporate involvement uh, and a great outcome for both UNICEF as ourselves. So yeah, uh, so cycling in team, in, in the context of doing that by team, that's, uh, that's the best example I can give. Super. Now you talked about your wife, you also shared that in your family you have uh, two boys and a daughter yep. between 17 and 21. Mm -hmm. So uh, growing up quickly, I can imagine. So yep. let's talk a little bit about uh, your core values. And, let's, and, and a good way to uh, look at it is what are the values that you want your children, uh, your daughters and your, and, and, uh, and your daughter and your sons to grow up with? What are the core values that you're passing on to them? Yeah, for me it starts with respect. Uh, with with inclusive behavior, mm -hmm. uh, I think the Netherlands, as such, is a is a multicultural uh, society, and I think going forward, uh, that 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 is the default standard. Mm -hmm. So being curious uh, uh, to the stories of other people, to the stories and and, and what's behind other cultures, mm -hmm. and respect people yeah. is a, is a super important thing. Uh, result driven, mm -hmm. uh, making an impact in any shape or form. Uh, I think also my kids, right? They, we all, as a family, we feel privileged. Uh, we, we live in we this are. beautiful country. I got a great job and I work with great colleagues. We got nice friends and, and have, a, have a great family. So th th let's not take that for granted. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's feel the responsibility to use that, that circumstance to have a positive impact on the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a member of Rotary. My, my kids are actively involved in, in, in doing good for society. Mm -hmm. And passion. I, I truly believe that w whatever you do, it must be close to your heart. 
don't do things for others, right? Don't don't do this job for mm -hmm. because it is, is a job with what, what, whatever it is, right? Yeah. You need to be passionate, and and what you do needs to be close to your heart. Yeah. Um, so those are the three things that come up. Uh, you always hear thirty years in business, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, you've made quite a career, mm -hmm. uh, and so could you maybe? share a couple of the important people on you, that you have met on your part that were maybe important mentors uh, for you or people that you look up to that you learned important things. Can you maybe give an example of somebody like that? No, I think so. So you learn, I learned a lot uh, when I was significantly younger mm -hmm. uh, working at KPN for, from, uh, from Atje Bauer, who was the CEO of KPN at the time, managing that company in crisis and how he rigorously and relentlessly prioritize the stuff that needs to be fixed mm -hmm. first. Um, and over time, right, he, he learned that you can actually do three things right at, at the same time, okay. and that's it. Uh, and if you, if you end up in plans to say we get 10 priorities, it's your inability to pick and choose the right three things that you need to prioritize. Uh, I've learned a lot from uh, one of my, the first executives, I worked directly for Bennett van der Weert, who was passionate about customers and sales and how you can use customers and the front end of your organization as a, as sort of the, the ambassadors of change and mm -hmm. making sure that your organization is, 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 stays close to markets and to what yep. customers are really expecting. But I also learned a lot. Uh, I'm fortunate that, that within BT we're doing more and more business with family-owned businesses, right. global operating family-owned businesses. And I deeply respect entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that from scratch can build up these, these magnificent organizations, yeah. right? And um, I know we're listed and we have a full script, so I cannot call out spontaneously a lot of names, but mm -hmm. we are now doing business with a Danish company which is market leading in water pumps. Mm -hmm. If you, if, you, if you look at their story from the founder to the, the third generation CEO now, uh, the grandson of the founder yep. who is leading this organization. If, if you look at one of the market leaders in high pressure cleaning in Germany, mm -hmm. where we do business with, and, uh, and I was sitting next to uh, uh, the founder of that business when we signed the contract. Yep. I deeply respect people that can start from scratch and build those type of impressive organizations yeah. uh, with, and not only business-wise, if you look at those companies, the culture, what they do for people, how they how they take their role seriously in the wider community they mm -hmm. serve. Yeah, I, 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 a lot of role models that I can learn a lot from. If you, I mean, you know, the, M, M, uh, the MD of a, really a global organization in, in uh, and the communications and uh, networking security uh, area. But I can imagine that was not necessarily your dream when you were 14 or 15 years old. What was your dream back then? What was the, the, the goal that you had for yourself in your life? Now, the, 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 the first when I was younger, I wanted to become a pilot. A pilot? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, for years I thought, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And, and later on, my, my grandfather was a constructor, so he, had a, uh, uh, he built houses, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and that's still something that is really passionate. And in all fairness, right, I like my job very much, but you also need to be sometimes reflect a little bit. We yeah. work in a corporate system, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And the, and the beauty of, of the work my, my grandfather did is at the end of the day, he could say, that's what I built, right? <laughs> 
And, uh, and I think that sort of what I learned is sometimes the sort of the pragmatism say, yeah, all nice and fine, but what did we do today? Yep. And, uh, but so construction, if I could do it over again, I, I might be, uh, yeah, if, if construction is the, the right word, yeah, yeah, so. hopefully we understand. Yep, okay. Now, Joris, you're, you're clearly somebody who's very driven mm -hmm. and who has a lot, high level of energy. Where does that energy come from? Yeah. Passion, believing in what you do, mm -hmm. uh, the impact. Um, but in all fairness, it also comes from, from colleagues. Um, uh, the, 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 the personal stories and journeys of my team, but the wider uh, global team that we have. We have, uh, I think, our people are our are, are most important asset, and that's really not sort of the, the marketing mm -hmm. speak, right? Um, I do a lot of roundtables. Mm -hmm. uh, Monday afternoon is typically where I have a sort of energy dip. Mm -hmm. And my, uh, my personal assistant knows that, that, that for instance, I prefer to have roundtables with graduates and young talent and just listening to them and getting their input on, uh, on what we do right and where we can do better. Yeah. Gives me a lot of energy and I can always combine that with, with conversations around their personal journeys. Mm -hmm. That gives me uh, a lot of energy. Uh, I must say, we are part of uh, critical ecosystems. We provide services that, that are crucial for the, the core business operations of our customers, mm -hmm. right? When we stop, planes are on the ground, logistic yep. companies cannot work, uh, banks can stop. So my, my energy and passion also comes from, we need to do the right things for our customers. We need to understand that what yep. we do matters. And, um, and last but not least, yeah, I, I just feel fortunate uh, what I can do and and hence there's a there's a, a lot of energy also that I put in in work uh, Just for the community. Uh, so I was uh, a chairman of a school for 10 years and I am now active member of Rotary where where we do uh, Rotary is, is an impressive organization with 1.2 million members that are doing uh, Good for society every day um, and that also gives me uh, me a lot of energy my my kids and my family gives me a lot of energy so I got a lot of <laughs> Sources. I, I just said it to a colleague. Uh, my my daughter was was having was part of a debating club, and she had a, a debating competition last Friday in Utrecht here in the Netherlands. And if I then see movies on what she's doing, yeah, that makes me ultimately proud. And uh, now, given working a lot to give them the opportunity to learn, develop, create a, a beautiful life themselves. That gives me a lot of energy okay. too. Yeah. So a lot of energy sources or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Joris, do you have a personal mantra, a saying that helps you to make decisions or to come, um, to, come to some conclusions maybe sometimes? Mm, no, it's, 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 it's more uh, sort of about making the impossible possible. Right? So when people say that things cannot be done, that's for me the starting point of saying, hey, let's have a look at it. Uh, to, to challenge a little bit the status quo. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I believe that if you don't disrupt yourself, you will be disrupted. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think it's, it's my responsibility, it's, it's the responsibility of leaders in organizations to create that disruption. And it's fair to say, you know, we, we discussed and, and called out some of the disruptions that are happening, right? It, most of the disruption comes from outside and maybe it's even more effective, but I think that leaders in organizations need to create that change, need to create that disruption. So challenging the, st the status quo and making the impossible possible is, uh, is something that drives me, if that's a mantra. I don't okay, know. super. So, Joris, 
thank you so much for your time and for your hospitality and uh, in uh, welcoming us here today. So I really enjoyed this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I would like to end with my um, uh, traditional final question. These interviews are watched by young, dynamic, ambitious professionals that want to follow in, uh, in, uh, in your footsteps, but also want to uh, become leaders of global uh, um, companies. So what is it that you could share with them? What is the advice that you uh, would give to these uh, youngsters? There are three things, actually. It is, it is about be passionate in everything you do and try to make an impact. Mm -hmm. An impact that is, that is above and beyond your own footprint. And by doing so, you force yourself to always look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you consistently do that, you become a better leader. That's one thing. Yeah. Now, be eager to learn every day, mm -hmm. but be also disciplined to deliver real results. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and, and last but not least, think in everything you do, it's a team play. So, so, so go for inclusive leadership. The best energy you're getting from other people mm -hmm. And uh, so it's always a team play. It's not about yourself. Uh, don't steal the limelight. It is all about your team. So those three things. Okay. And on that note, thank you so much, Joris. It was really a pleasure. Thank you, Andy. Thank, thank you. you so much.